One of the things that I learned about about relationships, whether healthy or failed, you cannot let a relationship take you off track from your purpose. Mm. Okay. And that's one of the things that I did. I allow relationships, whether good or bad, to um, I focus more time on making sure, attempting to make sure that the relationship was good and happy rather than focusing on making sure that my purpose was being generated and that I had a helpmate that was actually helping to fulfill that purpose. Mm. So that's one of the things that I learned when I look back on any of my relationships. So now that I know now is that if I have a relationship, I'm not judging it by beauty. I'm not judging it by um, not even chemistry as much. Mm. I'm judging it by, is this person aligned with me to help me to fulfill my God given purpose? Cause, cause I believe that, you know, granted we support one another, but I believe that my mission is a mission that I have and we're supposed to have a helpmate. Yes. And I'm supposed to support you. You're supposed mm-hmm. to support me. But at the end of the day, if my purpose is being slipped under the ground and I'm not paying attention or I'm distracted, mm-hmm. then that's a problem. Hello, New Rich friends. Welcome to another wonderful episode of the New Rich Podcast, the number one podcast for entrepreneurs and creators, where we help you build six and seven figure businesses, financial freedom, so you can live the life that you truly deserve. I'm your host, Dr. O.E. Abraham. I'm with my co-host. Dr. Faith Abraham, welcome back, New Rich Nation. Awesome, awesome. We have a special <laughs> guest for you today. But before we do that, so how was your week? What's new with you? My week was fantastic, phenomenal. Um, our daughter did um, the Bobby Big Bobby. South. Uh-huh. Yeah, she did. They, try, you know, play so that they can get into go national or child, whatever. I was just being a supportive mom. So that's what occupied my week. How about you? Yeah, my week was great. You know, our daughter, you know, she's doing volleyball. She, she likes it. And, you know. And you, you're you a little funny about it. Yeah. I'm going to put you on blast. You, yeah. You're not really because the sports, sports advocate. Sports Costs a lot of money. <laughs> you know, there are a lot of things going on, hotels and this tournament right. and that tournament. That's I'm like, right. I didn't know it was going to cost as much money, but I'm glad that she's doing it and she's excelling you at it. You are? Yeah, I am. I'm well, we have this on tape. I'm going to make sure to this to our daughter so that she can stay motivated. But she loves it, though, when you yeah. do attend and come out and support her. Yes. She's, she's like, yes, dad's coming. So yes. girls love their daddy, so. They do. And I'm learning to be better too, you know, because growing up, I didn't have my daddy with me. So I never knew what it is to have a father come to any game or anything like that. So I'm learning all of these things, you Mm -hmm, know, but mm -hmm. I'm doing the best I can to be a better. Thank you, love. (laughs) Be a better father than my father was to me, right? Are you an entrepreneur, coach, or creator ready to make seven figures in your online business? If that is you, then you need to register and come to the Nourish Mastermind. It's a first of its kind exclusive mastermind for very few entrepreneurs who want to scale and level up their online business this year. In this mastermind, we're going to help you with everything you need to scale and position yourself and your online business for seven figures. We're going to help you and teach you, Dr. Faith and I, with all the great speakers on developing a millionaire mindset, your business funding, your digital marketing, hiring the right team, and everything 
everything else you need to scale your online business this year. And it just goes beyond the teachings alone, right? There's going to be a lot of fun activities and also too, you're going to have opportunity to meet with other aspiring seven-figure entrepreneurs, build that relationship and just by being in the right room. That's right. So get your ticket now. Use the link below and register today. And also to the date is May 19 and 20 right here in the beautiful city of Atlanta. You can get your ticket to this space it's extremely limited. Go right now to the new rich that me, the new rich that me, and we're gonna see you in the room because it's time for you to level up and scale your online business to seven figures. It's waiting for you. We'll see you in the room. All right, so we have a special guest today. I've been looking forward to talking to this man for a while, and we're really excited and glad that he's able to be with us live in the studio. He's no other person than the Honorable Dr. Marvin Mitchell. What's going hey, on, bro? Good. How you doing? Great. Good to have you. Welcome Absolutely. To I'm excited to be here. Good, good, good. So we're just going to get into it because yeah. we have so much we want to kind of just pour from you today. So I wanted to just share as much as you can, as freely as you can, so that everybody watching, they can really get a lot of good stuff that will help them, you know. Right. But before we do, you know, share a little bit more about your background. Where did you sure. come from? How did you come to where you are today? Yeah. So um, um, basically, I'm the first person in my family to graduate from college. Uh, mm. Father wasn't around uh in my life so we grew up in a in a project was homeless at one point in my life so all of those things statistically from st louis missouri yeah. um number one crime city in the world wow um hey, i don't know if you all knew that no st louis per capita yeah wow okay. so if if so and i didn't grow up in the best neighborhood mm -hmm. so if you know from st louis look at walnut park so anyway um but but going from there to graduating from college, then going to law school. Mm -hmm. um, and then when I got to law school, I didn't finish because my grandmother became sick. I decided to leave law school, help out my grandmother. And when that happened, um, she made me her durable power of attorney, which means I was now responsible for handling her money. Okay. Um, she told her financial advisor she wanted to be safe. She was aggressive. She didn't know she was aggressive. She ended up losing half of her money when the stock market oh. declined. She had no long-term care insurance, so she ended up spending down the rest on health care expenses, and yeah. she passed away, no money, feeling like a burden mm. on Medicaid. Wow. And uh, when that happened, it just kind of really pulled at my heart to do something different, and that's when I decided that I would be a generational curse breaker when it comes to finances um, in a family. So I decided not to go back to law school, I began to study everything that I could about financial literacy and retirement and making your money last. And then shortly after, I became a financial advisor mm -hmm. um, at a big um, Wall Street company, uh, Edward Jones. And I was I was at that company for about five or six years until uh, one day a client came in. And they told me they wanted to keep their money safe around my grandmother's age. So I kind of had flashbacks. Mm -hmm. And then I said, well, you know, we got to put you in the market. Stay in there. You're in it for the long haul. There's only a paper loss. All the things you're supposed to say. And she looked at me in the eye and said, no, I don't think you understand. I can't afford to lose any of my money. So I made her money a lot safer. Got a call from the headquarters of Edward Jones. They didn't like the fact that I was making her safer. 
um, it was a it was a big thing. So it was it, it caused a whole lot of uh, unnecessary drama because I did that. And really, it was at that time that I realized the lady happened to be right, by the way, because right. the stock market crashed. Her money was protected. But it also made me realize that these big companies didn't care as much about the client uh-huh. as they cared about their bottom line. Come on now. And that's when I decided that I would start my own financial company. And I started Compass Retirement Solutions, which is my financial company. And I've had that company now. It's going on 15, um, 15 years. years. Wow. No, not that long. I'm sorry. 13 years okay. since I've had that company. Because okay. I was at Edward Jones for five years and I've been here for 13 years. So 13 years is how long I've had the company. And uh, over the last 13 years, it's been one of the fastest growing independent firms in the country. We're expanded in several different states. Uh, we got a full team of advisors. Um, I was elected to the um Financial Advisor Hall of Fame mm-hmm. um, about a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. And um, in 2016, was ranked as one of the top five financial advisors in the country by Retirement Advisor Magazine. And um, so, yeah, so that's kind of what I've done since then. I built a coaching program okay. called Path to Prosperity. Mm-hmm. So now I still run my financial company, although I'm working on the business, not necessarily in the business as much. But my Path to Prosperity community is for younger entrepreneurs who are really looking to, and people who are looking to be entrepreneurs, who are looking to learn how to not make more money, create more money, manage that money, earn passive income in a safer way so that they don't have to go the traditional route with like 401ks and traditional savings yeah. that'll have you retired when you're 65. But now they can get to a point where they can actually live a freer life 20, 30 years earlier. That's amazing. So pain mm-hmm. of losing your grandmother, that situation that surrounded her financially mm-hmm. literally turned into purpose. Wow. For you. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. When that pain turned into purpose and then that purpose turned into pain. Why so, did you say that? Why, why did you say that part of Well, the pain turned into purpose. Right. Where I said, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm hmm. And then when I went to that purpose, it turned into pain because now um, I just left my job at Edward Jones. Right. I was involved in my church community pretty heavily, but okay. they began to teach things that I felt that was not that I felt. It just wasn't scriptural. Okay. It turned okay. into like more so like a cult. OK. So I decided to leave that church. Edward Jones attempted to come after me because I left because they wanted to make sure I wasn't using yeah. any of their materials. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, which I wasn't. So I was dealing with that, which means people at Edward Jones were afraid to talk to me. Um, my church community shunned me because the pastor told them to shun me because it was it was that small knit coat. Mm-hmm. I had already moved my house to be closer to the church. So I had already, you know, dedicated so much to the church that I had lost all some of my previous friends before the mm. church. So I was engaged to be married during this time. And she was a part of that community. So that caused a lot of. Friction. Um, friction with yeah. our relationship. So that engagement didn't last. So now I'm in dealing with a situation where it was purpose that brought me to this, but now it's the pain that was making me realize that making me wonder if I messed up, mm-hmm. should I have left? Right. It's too much pain. At least I got to have a six figure job mm-hmm. when I was working at Edward Jones. At least I got to go to the grocery store and know I can eat. At least I wasn't stuck with like an $80 check for the month while I was trying to figure it out, dealing with the emotional pain. Mm -hmm. At least I didn't have to go out knocking on doors and getting doors slammed in my face. And then when I went home in tears because it was so hard, I still had to write those thank you cards while that was still going on. So, but it was, it was the pain that led to the purpose 
Then once I got into the purpose, I realized there was a lot of pain, but it was that pain that built my character enough that had to yeah. develop me in order to get to the purpose. This is so dope. So that means yes. your pain mm-hmm. brings you to your purpose and also counsel bring your pain to yes. that also leads you to a higher purpose. Yes. yes. Just like God just keep just taking you from one yeah. level of glory to another. And, and, and what one people don't want to realize is yeah. that people think that, well, I'm going to move, I'm going to switch over, I'm going to make something happen. And they're happy and they're all excited that this is going to happen. But then the test comes. Yeah. Mm. But there is no testimony without a test. Yeah. And you have to decrease before you can increase. And many Ooh. people, they're not willing to go through the decrease. And too many people, they die in the valley mm-hmm. when the peak was right around the corner. Mm-hmm. They get to the valley, which was the decrease, which is supposed to happen because you got to go through something to be able to handle. Right. That's why they say wealth inherited quickly will soon be diminished because you got to build your way up and your character mm-hmm. up to be able to handle it. Same thing in life. Yeah. The next level. You got to deal with different devils. Yeah. And you deal with those in order to get to the next level. But too many people, they get down there and they stay there mm-hmm. right. because maybe maybe they get discouraged. Maybe they say it was easier and they go back and they take the easier route. Maybe they feel like their friends and family don't support them. So they stay in that level instead of going to the next level. Absolutely. I understand. So let me ask you, because um, I've been to your Path to Prosperity mm-hmm. Mastermind and when you were you know, using using your house, you know, it's just, it was big, but it was kind of relatively smaller mm-hmm. compared to what is right now where about, you know, thousands of people mm-hmm. come, you know, so I want to just kind of see maybe there's some marketing lessons that the audience can learn from that. So how did you grow it from maybe like 70 to maybe a hundred people to thousands of people? What are the steps you took to grow it? So somebody's out there trying to grow a coaching program mm-hmm. or a mastermind, they can say, hey, I learned this from Dr. Marvin Mitchell today. Yeah. Um, let's see. Going back. Um, I see. I didn't just, so what people saw was an acceleration that looked like it came from nowhere. Mm-hmm. Right. But what they didn't see is the years of toil building my business, even though it was brick and mortar, I had no idea anything about social media, mm-hmm. but I learned how to structure. I learned how to promote. I spent a lot of money investing in myself to figure out how to do it. So it's almost like that, that, that tip of the iceberg. Mm-hmm. There's a lot below the tip. But all you can right. see is the tip. Mm-hmm. So right. when people saw me, it's like, where is this guy coming from? Mm-hmm. Well, I've been working as an entrepreneur for all of these years and working on my mindset and reading books. It just had an opportunity to come to, to fruition. So when it came, I already believed first that um, that I was great and that I can make great things happen and that I had people that I needed to serve. And this was my vision. So I went for that vision. I focused, but I already had the end in mind. Mm-hmm. You haven't even seen close to the end yet. It's Mm -hmm. still the progression steps of what that end is going to look like. But I believe. So even when I bought that house, I didn't even live in Atlanta. I still lived in St. Louis. I was going to say, why would you buy a $2 million house and you live in St. Louis? Because my vision wasn't initially really to live in that house. My vision was, so how can it help me to fulfill the mission Mm -hmm. to create a space where I could do the masterminds that would yeah. make it an exciting place for people to do masterminds. Mm-hmm. Uh, how could I rent rent it out when I'm not in there to make money? How can I turn it into an asset? How can I turn it into those things? So I looked at it as luxury arbitrage. How can I get luxury things that might attract people, but actually is making me money there you at go. the same time. So that's kind of like a marketing because I'm really not a lifestyle marketing type of guy. Like 
Really? Uh, any, but yeah, cause you no, sure? No, 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 uh, that's hard right, to yeah. believe because no. I'm thinking New Rich Nation. Y'all might know a little bit about Dr. Yeah. Harvey. Y'all know he no. Lambos, that the, slime the, green Lambo. You no. know, the, the, there's the a story. Royce, there's a story the behind that. Dollar house, but he said he's not a luxury. Jet, I live in. Jets. I live in. Um, <laughs> I drove a Ford Taurus and Infinity for a total of of uh, ten or eleven years. And I lived in a thousand square foot house. Not to say oh, there's, God. not to say there's like anything. Uh, I'm not trying to talk down on people who no, do want the luxury, but what I'm saying is, I was comfortable. I was okay. Like I'm a minimalist. Like I didn't, I didn't yeah. need that. So, but uh, my dream car was uh, a Range Rover. Okay. So that was my that was my actual my dream car. It wasn't a Lamborghini. It wasn't a Rolls Royce. It was a Range Rover. And uh, I remember when I wrote that down on my vision board. And um, and I said, one day I'm going to get this Range Rover. I still have the vision board. I'll take a picture of it. And then, um, so one day, I wasn't even making 160000 but I decided that I would get this mm. Range Rover. Mm. So I bought the Range Rover, and it took like six months. And that was cool because they six months to make it. So I was like, that gives me six months to make some money <laughs> yeah. so I can pay for it, or else I'm going to lose my deposit. Right. But I think my deposit was like, only like five thousand. Okay. So so in that six months, I like worked my tail off to make sure that I could pay for this Range Rover. But when I got the Range Rover, I loved it. But I said I'm not gonna really drive this. Okay. Um, I said I still kept my Infinity at the time. Mm-hmm. I said I'm gonna keep this Infinity because I don't want to put any miles. You know, we say I don't want to put any miles on mm-hmm. it. Let's just say I never got into that Infinity again. <laughs> Wow. The battery died only three times before I finally decided to get rid of it because every time I thought about, I said, let me go ahead and see if it even works still. Right. The car wouldn't start. The battery is dead. So I got another battery, didn't drive it again. Because there's something about when I did get into it and I realized that I had the peanut butter interior, had the the uh, the, the, the sunroof automatic touch went all the way back, ice cooler, massage seats, all of that. When I began to drive in it, I began to feel more luxury mm. and I began to believe that I deserve it. And I also was able to realize that what was actually keeping me stuck and what was keeping me just over poor right. was the fact that, um, I thought that I, that it was a, um, virtue mm. to be so frugal. Right. But in reality, being so frugal, all it really did was it, it attracted lack to me. Mm. Let's think about it. If you're constantly telling yourself, oh, I can't afford it. I'm going to be This cheap. is good right here. I'm going to save. I'm going to save, 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 save. What is coming into, what is, what is it attracting? If the law of the universe works mm-hmm. and we're attracting what we constantly put out, mm-hmm. and we're constantly saying, I can't afford it, or I'm going to spend less, or I'm going to save all my money. What is it attracting? Mm. It's attracting more. You got to save. It's not enough. You can't do this. Right. So I'm wondering, like, how am I living in this small house? I had a good job, but I'm still barely basically <laughs> broke. So actually, when I when I got that Range Rover and I started thinking differently and started doing affirmations while I'm driving in that and feeling good about it and visiting nice houses just to see what they look like. That's the year that my income 10x. Wow. So so that's one thing. My income 10x, I believe I started to believe that that I can do it. Mm-hmm. And I always because of all of my practice of meeting with clients one on one, being a financial advisor, I knew how to talk to people. Mm-hmm. I knew how to close a deal. Mm-hmm. So I knew how to close my my, um, my mentorship. So for that mastermind that you went to, mm-hmm. um, nobody knew me in Atlanta. I had like 
1,500 right. followers. Like, I, I didn't even use Instagram for any business. I had just found out that you can even do a high ticket. I didn't even know it was possible. At first, I was like, who's charging people all of this money? It must be a scam. <laughs> like, all of these things that were on my mind. But but um, I joined a ment- mentorships and masterminds, and I learned what people were doing, and people were charging like $1,000. Mm-hmm. So I said, well, I'm going to do one, but I'm going to charge 5000 He was like, are you crazy? you going to charge 5000 per ticket? Charge five thousand dollars per ticket, and you saw it. It was yeah, it was it was, packed. It was, it was, it was packed. packed up in there. It was yeah. packed. So I did it again, and it was two packed yeah. to the point where people was hanging outside the door. I don't know. Did you go to the second one? Maybe no, I, I didn't. Second one, it was like so packed that the whole outside was full, the inside was full. Wow. So if a real marketing thing mm-hmm. that you want to do, and I know it sounds simple, mm-hmm. but make sure that whatever you offering is good. Okay, right. Because who was doing that? Who was doing like intimate gatherings at their million dollar house mm-hmm. with Lambos and Rolls Royce and all of that parked out where all of the influencers coming in and just hanging out with you networking? Mm-hmm. Like it's one thing to go to a conference mm-hmm. where you're seeing all of these, um, you know, Dr. Markel Russell, mm-hmm. like um, Keenan Papachulu, like all of these people coming to this event, Derek Harper, like, you know, him 500, Neo, all these people stopped by. Mm-hmm. And when they stopped by, they're just, we're just hanging out in the house, mm-hmm. like a house party. But because you pay six thousand dollars, five six thousand dollars the next time, well now you're in a room, you're 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 in an equal playing field. Right. So right. people pay for status. Mm-hmm. Yes, people will pay to have exclusivity. Mm-hmm. That's right. Like there are masterminds that's going on with similar information that people could have got for five hundred dollars. So why are they paying five thousand, six thousand dollars to come to mine? Because mm-hmm. they get access. They get they get exclusivity. They're not surrounded by five hundred dollar people. They're surrounded right. by six thousand yeah. dollar people. And so the more there's a the difference. Conversation is different. The more money you charge, the better the 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 type of networking that you get around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why, I like, um, say this. That's why, I like, when I go to a conference, mm-hmm. I can get the same information for two hundred ninety seven dollars, but I'm gonna pay the ten thousand dollars because I want to be in the exclusive area in the VIP. Why why is that? Because if, if if the audience is a thousand people and I'm networking with a thousand people, I only got so much time. Maybe I got time to meet three to five people. Mm-hmm. If it's a thousand people, how do I know who's the thousand pe- who's the three to five people that's worth talking to? I'm going to spend most of my time talking to the 80% of people who are not the right people. instead of the right. 20% of people is right. That's but when I paid $10,000, every single person that's in that room. Yeah. Right. So Automatically now, you've leveled up and you're able to be concise with exactly. the time the networking that you're actually doing. So now instead of three to five people, right. I could talk to 10 people and they're all qualified people. Yeah. And one of those people was Doug um, that I met being in a $10,000 room and me okay, and Doug, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we went into business um, um, yeah. together a little bit on the insurance side. Mm-hmm. We made millions together, paid $10,000 to meet one relationship. And every single time I went, yeah, I met those types of relationships. So, wow. so that's the marketing thing. Be great at what you do. Make sure that you create a wow factor. Mm-hmm. That it's a word of mouth. I didn't go cheap on it. I had the ice sculpture. I had the I had the yeah, um, I tuxedo night. I had the violinists when they came food, in. Food, so a lot of food. Good food. How can you make it an experience <laughs> where people just have to talk about it? And it's going to market itself. And then you do the next one and they're going to have to talk about it. Pretty soon the buzz is going that you, they keep and they seeing it, man, this is getting bigger and bigger. Mm. Yeah. So as that's growing, 
Now all of a sudden I can do a conference and bring in TD Jakes and have um and have and and partner with a couple of people, um, Ash Cash and Storm Leroy and bring in Myron Golden, all different types of people that I was able to bring in um okay. because of the momentum that yeah. we had built. Wait, wait, yes. I, I don't have a question, but I have two quick questions. One, number one is let's talk about the mindset a little bit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because you did mention that. Yeah, because it's, it's not really easy yeah. to go from like you know, I could be, ch- I don't know anything about mastermind. I could charge $200, mm-hmm. but I want to charge $5,000. What gave you that audacity? What happened mm. to you to make you believe that you would charge $5,000 and mm-hmm. people would come? What happened? What was that yeah. shift from you? Gr- growing up in St. Louis, there was not much. So you were not like, you didn't have this mindset yeah. growing up. So what was that shift? What was that? Well, let's that just happened? say in life, you sell your life for a penny. Okay. You will get a penny. You sell your life for a dime, you'll get a dime. You sell your life for ten thousand, mm-hmm. you'll get ten thousand. And see, people, see, the biggest secret in life is people will pay you what you believe you're worth. Okay, it has no idea about the price. <laughs> like, if you believe, if if I come to you and I say, uh, Doctor Faith, Doctor Yui, my price is five hundred dollars, and I'm like. Stammering on that five hundred dollars, <laughs> right? You're not gonna, you're not, you're gonna be like, no, I want to pay him five. I don't know if I want that. Mm-hmm. You know, five hundred dollars. Another person can come and say, my price is fifty thousand, mm-hmm. and they're certain because they really believe mm-hmm. that their price is fifty thousand, and that's what they deserve. Mm-hmm. You're gonna be more in prone, prone to want to pay them fifty thousand mm-hmm. than you would want to pay that same person with the same, almost the same information, five hundred. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So life will always give you what you believe that you're worth. Mm-hmm. So one of the practicing things that I tell people to do is, so if, if that's true, yeah. then the thing to work on is your belief system in yourself. How did you do on that? On what you're worth. That's what I'm asking. So about. what I did was uh, when I drove in that Range Rover, Range Rover. Mm-hmm. I did a recording um, on my phone. If my phone was right here, I would let you listen. But I did a recording on that phone. They said, I'm a million dollar a month producer. I'm a million dollar a month producer. At this time, I wasn't doing six figures, but I was saying I'm a million dollar a month producer, a million dollar a month producer. Um, Before you know it, I listened to it every day. When I was driving, I recorded myself doing it. I said it out loud to myself. I did that three times a day when I woke up in the midday. And sometimes throughout the day, I would keep playing it over and over until I began to believe. It's kind of like exercise, right? Mm-hmm. That's you, right. Repetition on your exercise. Well, you need to exercise your mind. It's mm-hmm. repetition on your mind. The more times you tell yourself something, the more your subconscious mind actually believes the truth because the subconscious mind don't know the difference between the truth and the lie. And that's the reason why the Bible says, speak those things that are not as though they are. Right. Death and life yeah. is in the power of the tongue. You have not because you ask, ask not. As a man thinks in his heart, so, so is he. Mm-hmm. So if you believe that, then it's going to come to pass. You're going to begin to attract those things. Mm So I did that in every single day. Mm, so I did those same things. It. I was speaking it okay. out loud, speaking it to myself. And listening to it. And listening to it. Because I was see, I was reading. I'm very big on this stuff. Maybe yes. because Dr. Marvin is saying it, now y'all going to take me and hear yeah. what I'm saying when I'm telling you these exercises it's, to do. It's just like mm-hmm. reps in the gym. If I keep building my muscle, I keep working my, there's no, there's no way my arm is going to stay the same. You're going to see the Absolutely. touch. You're going to see the definition. You're going to see the build. You're going to see the muscular structure mm-hmm. come out. Because I'm putting impact on my muscles. So when you're saying something over and over, over, you don't Mm -hmm. have to be there yet. And I think that's the part where people miss it. Like, oh, I have to be there already. I have to be driving the Range Rover. No, just start where you are. 
right where yes. you are. And that is what will begin to shift because yep. repetition is the key to learning. Your reticular activating system is going to pick up on it. Like you keep saying this, so it must be true. Mm, yeah. Let's now begin to see that thing through and follow through. So that's just the physical element of it. Spiritually, yep. just like you said, faith, hey, faith without works is dead. That's mm -hmm. the works. Saying it over and over again, yep. playing it over and over again, and it starts to align yeah. and come together. And a very big tool in listening to affirmation, your own voice. In mm -hmm. your voice. Oh, in your voice. That's yes. that's the secret. Yes. And, um, you know, I think it was David mm -hmm. and Monitier mm -hmm. who, mm -hmm. who said this, um, that, and it was like mind-blowing to me mm -hmm. when he said, um, look up the definition of future. Mm -hmm. And I looked up the definition of future, and it said... Um, I'm going to butcher this, but it basically said, you can look it up yourself, but it said something that is um, that is written or spoken in the present awaiting this, awaiting this uh, appropriate time. Mm. Mm. So it basically said the definition of future is something that you speak or write in the present. That's wow. actually the definition of the word future when you look it up mm. um, in the dictionary. So I was like, when I said that, I was like, wow. So what it's saying is that we create our own future by what we speak or write currently in the present. We plant the seed. All we have to do is await our appropriate time. And uh, one of the mind tricks that I used to do with myself mm -hmm. is um, spill the beans, doctor. I would say, <laughs> well, you, you can only you can only grow as high as your only as your what? As your only mm. what you okay. determine is your only. So I'll explain. So you can only grow as high as your only. If I if I believe that a million dollars is a lot of money, mm -hmm. I'm never going to see a million dollars. And if I saw it, I'm going to lose it fast. But if I tell myself it's only a million dollars, say, just do me a favor and say, say it's a billion dollars. Just say it's a billion dollars. I want you it's to say it's a billion dollars. It's a billion dollars. Now say it's only a billion dollars. It's only a billion dollars. Don't it just feel different? It yeah. does. Just by adding the word only? It's only. Mm. When you keep saying it's only a million dollars, it's only a million dollars, it's only a million dollars, once you get the million dollars, you've already trained your mind to believe, oh, it was only a million dollars, so the next yeah. million is going to be easy, and you're going to keep it because you expected it. Mm -hmm. If you're telling yourself, oh, i got to be a millionaire, but it's just all this toil and this strain and this That's struggle, right. it's going right. to be tough because you're you're framing it as tough. Mm -hmm. So you have to speak those things So because your, your money can only grow as high as your mindset. Mm -hmm. So if my if my money is here and my mindset is is here, mm -hmm. then if my mindset is here, that means I got more room for my money to grow. Yeah. And my money is going to keep growing. But if my mindset is here, even if my money gets here, let's say I get a big inheritance and my money gets here, mm -hmm. my mindset is here. You're going to lose all that you had. Right. And the reason why you're going to lose it is because your mindset wasn't equipped to handle it. And that's why the exactly. Bible says wealth inherited quickly will soon be diminished. What does quickly mean? It doesn't mean you can't make money quickly. Mm -hmm. If your mindset is already here, you can make the money quickly. But the reason why is for a person who's never had the money, you got to leave time for your mindset to, to develop or else you won't handle the money. Same thing is if your mindset is here and your money is here and then you lose all of the money, maybe you make a bad investment. Right. Yeah. You're going to make the money right back right. because your money has to align with your mindset. Wow. Absolutely. So, and that's what we see with uh, people who win the lottery. Yeah. Within three or to five professional years. Professional football players. Yeah. Man, athletes, yep. that money is literally contingent upon where their mindset yep. is. And um, John Maxwell used to say law of the lid. Yep. It's law. Of, so your mindset is your lid. It's mm -hmm. your cap.
So wherever your cap is, that's as far as your money can go. Yeah. So if you're looking for your money to increase immediately, it's your mindset. Mm-hmm. You got to take the lid off or yeah. extend the lid higher than where it is right now so that your money yeah. has room to grow and to keep increasing. Yeah. And I love that yeah. only too. That's good. Yeah. It's only a billion dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's affirmation. Only it's only. <laughs> it's only a billion. So that's Y'all watching that, write that in the comments. It's yeah. only a million only dollars. A million dollars. The nearest nation, please write in the comment right now, it's only a billion dollars. Okay. Mm. <laughs> and this is this is about to even get even better. So let's go back to Strap affirmation, up. right? Yeah. So you spoke about because I really believe that because you know people get on shows sometimes yeah. they just give a lot of fluff and stuff, but we try to really drain yeah. everybody with as much knowledge as possible mm-hmm. because we believe that freely. The more you give, the more yeah. it comes back to you, right? Yeah. So somebody wrote that wrote something that affirmation. So what's the next thing you did? Because personally too, and I've also yeah. told you too personally, you know that I mean I'm I'm really excited when I see you do big things. Yeah. And yeah. I'm just cheering for you. You know. Well, you gotta. And, you got to know that even, I'm sorry to cut you off, but like even from the standpoint of the next action is to actually write this stuff down, put it over, put it into action. I got to say this one thing before you move on, like to further prove this, this works. Mm-hmm. I did. Um, I wrote two checks to myself. One check was for a million dollars and that mm-hmm. check was to myself. Another check was $10,000 to my mom. Mm-hmm. Now I didn't have the money. At, at this particular time, but I said, but I set a goal. I said, if I reach this much in production, um, by this date, I'm going to write my mom. I'm, I'm going to give my mom this $10,000 check. It was in my wallet. Of course I didn't tell my mom I had it. <laughs> um, I didn't tell like, even for myself, I kept that a secret, but I put it into my wallet. I kid you not. First off the million dollars did come to pass. I was able to have that as proof. I still got that old check. It's ripped up. I got it. But what made me even more uh, proud, it was like July of, I forgot what year it was, July of a certain year that I wrote down I was going to give my mom this check if I hit this goal. In May, my mom calls me and she says, because um, she had a, a boutique business that she was just starting and she was building. And she said, I'm calling to get your advice. I was like, what are you getting my advice from? She said, I'm at the bank. I'm about to get this loan. But I don't know if I like the terms. I mean, I need your guidance as an advisor. And I said, how much did you get? Or it's a loan. She was like, I don't want to tell you because I'm ashamed. I was like, how much is the loan that you're getting, mom? Like, how much money do you need to borrow? Mm -hmm. So finally, she told me $10,000. Wow. I thought about it and I looked down at my, at that, I remember I had that check. But the thing about it is it wasn't July yet. Mm -hmm. But... I had just hit that goal that I said at the end of April. Mm-mm. The goal that I said that I would give my mom this in July if I hit this goal. Well, I hit the goal, and now she called me in May. Mm-mm. So I was able to give her that check. And when I gave her that check, she was, like, emotional, crying. Like, that's what it is. It's like I wrote that check. Like, God knew that my mom would need that at mm-hmm. that particular time before mm-hmm. I even do it. And I just wrote the check. So that's the power of writing something down. Mm-hmm. I wrote down six-year goals, line by line by line, and I reviewed them um, every year. I look back on my on my six-year goals when I hit it. I wrote it at 414. If you look at my Instagram, I did a reel about it. Every single thing that I said I wanted to achieve during that time was already achieved. 
everything. Wow. So it was just like, it's just the power of writing. I don't, I can't express it enough. The power of writing something down, mm -hmm. believing it. There's a book that, um, if you, if you don't want to read, I like think and grow rich, but if you don't want to read a big think and grow rich book, yeah. maybe you just want to read something simple. One of the easiest books that proves this point is, um, it's called instant millionaire Okay. by, I think his name is, um, something Fisher. I can't think of the name, but look it up. Instant millionaire. Last name is Fisher. And I'm telling you that book was one of the books that book and the greatest salesman in the world by Og Medino part one and part two, those three small books are books that changed my life. Wow. wow. That's so amazing. Okay. I think there's something else too that probably looking from far from afar mm -hmm. that I think maybe could also be instrumented to, to yeah. rise. So maybe we can touch on this too. What about the importance of investing in coaching in yeah. marketing and also to in being in setting rooms as well. Would you say those yeah. three things have also helped as well? And oh, absolutely. Okay. Like, um, I, I believe that if you sow into good seed, it's always going to provide a 10 X return. Amen. Mm. And notice I said good seed. There are some <laughs> fake gurus out here. <laughs> so I'm not saying don't do your due diligence. Do um, do how do you know if it's, uh, if you're investing in good seed, mm -hmm. I always say that you will know them by their fruit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Don't look at the coach, mm -hmm. look at the coach, look at the students mm -hmm. and see, are the students thriving or the students prevailing? And also don't just look at the coach. Look at see, look at their, look at their team. Look at, because think about it. We can coach all we want to, but if we don't have any support system, mm -hmm. um, if, if, if a person like I can't give you all of my time, mm -hmm. but if I build an infrastructure in a team, mm -hmm. my infrastructure, and my team can give you the support. Mm -hmm. So look at the students and look at the support. So when you find that good seed, I believe that it's always going to 10 X its return. So if I invest 10,000, I believe it's going to bring me back a hundred thousand. Mm -hmm. If I invest a hundred thousand in mentorship and coaching, it's going to bring me back uh, a million. If I invest, if I invest 500,000, going to bring me back 5 million. You mm -hmm. can say, well, that's crazy. So, okay, not only is it not crazy, I actually have receipts that is actually true. Mm -hmm. I've invested $10,000 in the program that I can prove that it got me over $100,000 in value. Mm -hmm. I did, um, I invested $200,000 in a day mm -hmm. and also $500,000 into a program. That's $700,000 I invested in a year. And I had a $7 million, not year, $7 million day. Wow. Mm. Two months later. So it's like, and, and there's two reasons for that. Number one is actually taking the time to invest in a mentorship mm -hmm. because you can't charge what you're not willing to pay. Facts. Mm -hmm. If you don't pay, you don't pay attention, but that's a big one. You can't expect a harvest if you won't release the seed. That's mm -hmm. right. But the second thing is you have to believe that the seed that you're planting mm -hmm. by faith yeah. is going to bring you 10x return. Mm -hmm. If you're, if you're, you got to be a willing Giver yeah. into the situation. That's, that's if if, if you're somebody who's like, uh, yeah, here it go. go. Well, that's that's great. But you already <laughs> think. Remember, as a man thinks, in his, if you if you don't think it's gonna work, guess what? You're right. Yep. You're right. So you have to know. I'm planting the seed. I'm confident it's not gonna work. Negative people are surrounding me, telling me this, but I won't listen to them because I believe that their vision is not the same vision that I have. So they can have their own negative thoughts, but my dreams are different. I believe it's going to work. And when you believe you plant the seed, you water and you nurture the seed, it has to manifest. Wow. And the thing about it that I think is so funny, I'm just let you in on some mm -hmm. of our conversation. I remember from that mastermind that we went to, cause I joined him there and there was red carpet. Y'all was yeah. a very cute event. Cute is an understatement, but it was a very nicely executed event. And then 
from there, I think you ended up doing something and I just saw it on mm -hmm. Instagram. And I was like, I like Marvin. And he was like, why? And I was like, he likes to, he likes to spend money. Oh, that's what you thought. I literally what? said this. Now, here's the thing. When I say spend, because a lot of our people, uh -huh. we are fashioned in consumerism. Right. And we're not talking about consumerism. We're talking about investing. Mm. We're talking about executing the law of faith mm -hmm. to produce something for not only ourselves, mm. but that also blesses others. Like your mom is reaping the harvest from you doing the work on your own self. Mm -hmm. And then however many students that you have and that are still coming, they're reaping the harvest of the work that you've done. Mm -hmm. And I remember telling him, I, said, I like him. Oh, wow. He likes Thank to spend you. money. Yeah, of course. I, he likes to spend money and he mm -hmm. spends money in the way that I know. I know mm -hmm. it's not my seed. I, I know it's going to produce for you mm -hmm. because of how strategic you have been. I'm talking about from the, that was the first time I, I didn't know who you were. Right. Until the day of that, mat, am I lying? The, the day nobody, of that mastermind. Did. Yeah. yeah. I, right. No. <laughs> but from there to um, Pathway to Prosperity, to some of the challenges mm -hmm. that you had been doing, just those different things. I was like, there's yeah. no way that, Anything can stop you, not health, not yeah. any fluke, because the seed, yeah, the yeah. investing yeah. that you have sown. This is just from what I can see. This yeah. is not even the stuff that you've done that you haven't posted about or yeah. talked about or anything. Well, Dr. You know Faith, what I mean? it all, it's also yeah. you have people saying, well, oh, that sounds great, but I don't have that much of a seed or I don't. So. Sowing the seed doesn't necessarily always mean money. Mm -hmm. That's it right. It can be money, but sowing the seed could be service. Yeah. That's right. Remember when I didn't when I didn't know anybody I said, Well, how did you start to become known? I served my way to success. My mission was to make sure that other people were successful. Yes, okay. I joined the masterminds, mm -hmm. but I didn't I'm looking around, I'm like, I got my brick and mortar experience, but I don't know this digital marketing Market. stuff yeah. or going live or or any of that. So what did I do? I found something that I could do. I highlighted my differences and hid my similarities. Mm -hmm. Say, well, how am I different? Well, I know how to um, help somebody run a um, a challenge because I had met somebody that I mentored a while ago, turned into a really great guy in challenges, but I knew, noticed that there was a need in the community. Yeah. So I so I started going to people with the belief. I said, I bet you I can help you make a million dollar day. Mm -hmm. People like, oh, you, you know, ain't nobody taking me <laughs> serious. Like, okay, yeah, yeah. I was like, no, I can help you. So the first person that I helped, literally, they said, yeah, whatever, you know, like we can, we can try. And it was very dismissive because they didn't really believe that I could do it. So, but I believe. Right. So I went hard at it, and I was getting frustrated. I was like, I don't think you know what you got. Show up, like you're not even showing up on time. Like, so anyway, once they saw the first couple of days that passed by, they started to feel, oh my god, this is mm -hmm. like. The next thing you know, I'm working behind the scenes, making sure they got all the technical stuff, making sure everything they got was in was in order. Then first person I helped did a million dollar day. Wow. You think now people in these circles are not like you help them do what? Right. So then the next person I helped do a million dollar day. Mm. And then the next person I helped like three, four people do a million dollar day. Now, keep in mind, I, have, I had not done my own million dollar day. Mm. I'm just helping other people mm. do it. You know, I'm getting paid for helping with the marketing, but I'm not getting paid. Mm -hmm. And then eventually so I was getting paid off of something that didn't exist. Mm -hmm. Right. I didn't have to spend any money. I just had to spend my time and spend my service. Mm -hmm. So then eventually when I got really good, at, I was kind of like the um, 
Have you ever saw Unusual Suspects or The Usual Suspects? Mm -hmm. You ever saw that movie? There was a guy, and I've never seen, somebody told me this. Mm -hmm. I've never seen the movie. They said there was a guy that you would have never suspected was a mastermind behind everything. Mm -hmm. And then he ended up walking away at the end. Well, I was a mastermind behind a lot of this stuff, but I got no credit. And that was okay. But one day, somebody came to me and said, you know what? You're helping all of these people do witness. Have you thought about doing your own? Why don't you do your own? And I was like, no, I didn't think about doing my own. So I started to do my own. And at first it was like 150000 which was great. Then it was like 600000 And then I became the record holder in our community by being a Roger Bannister of Challenge, doing the most in a challenge than anybody in our community had done. And then I did it again. So it was like, so it didn't just pop up. It was like I was serving when nobody else saw me. Right. When I got no accolades. Right. When I got no credit. When nobody was saying, oh, great job, Marvin, I had to validate myself and know that what I was doing was was building some too many people. They want to try to, like, say right away that, well, I'm just I can do this now. And that's great. But you got to be a good follower before you can be a good leader. You got to help somebody else and serve them before people will look up to you to say, how can you know, you got to prove yourself Mm -hmm. to a certain extent first. And then that um, exponential growth will be will be awesome. So, wow. Ma, okay. There's so many questions, but I probably have to do it part two <laughs> yeah. because I know you uh, you press for time, you know. So you are also a public figure, right? Mm-hmm. So everything you do, your success, relationship, everything is public figure as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, situation, your dating life has been public. And a bunch of stuff has been shared here and there, you know. So what would you like to say about that? Because you know, I know mm-hmm. people have questions. You're like, why is he not talking? Why is he not saying nothing? Yeah. Is it guilty? Is it this or that? You know. That's so a, maybe it's your time to respond to this. That's a great question. <laughs> I, I cannot wait to answer this question. So what I want to do is I want to talk to you about how to become your own bank. <laughs> how do you make your money, make money two to three times off the same dollar? Okay. I think that's I think that's critical because one of the things that I learned about, about relationships, whether healthy or fail, you cannot let a relationship take you off track from your purpose. Mm. Okay. And that's one of the things that I did. I allow relationships, whether good or bad, to um, I focus more time on making sure, attempting to make sure that the relationship was good and happy rather than focusing on making sure that my purpose was being generated and that I had a helpmate that was actually helping to fulfill that purpose. Mm. So that's one of the things that I learned when I look back on any of my relationships. So now that I know now is that if I have a relationship I'm not judging it by beauty. I'm not judging it by um, not even chemistry as much. Mm. I'm judging it by, is this person aligned with me to help me to fulfill my God-given purpose? Because I believe that, you know, granted, we support one another, but I believe that my mission is a mission that I have, and we're supposed to have a helpmate. Yes. And I'm supposed to support you. You're supposed Mm -hmm. to support me. But at the end of the day, if my purpose is being slipped under the ground and I'm not paying attention or I'm distracted, Mm -hmm. then that's a problem. So now, so when I said, let's talk about becoming your own bank, that was because that was basically me saying that my mission is to help Mm -hmm. um, thousands and thousands of families become financially free. Mm -hmm. It's to to teach people that you can utilize life insurance for your life and not just for your death, that you could put yourself into a position where you can create a trust with life insurance and have generational wealth. If I'm spending all of my time self-pitying and saying, woe is me, the relationship Mm -hmm. didn't work out, I'm distracted from 
the purpose. Mm-hmm. So there's thousands of people that's not hearing my message because I'm distracted mm-hmm. with something that I'm off message on. Mm-hmm. So two to three times off the same dollar, meaning that instead of letting your money just depreciate, we could put you into a position where that money keeps growing uninterrupted as if you never touched it. You can borrow against it, buy an asset. Now you're making money off the asset. You're making money off the policy. You can borrow from that and get another property. Now you got your money working for you three times. You can get a credit card and pay for an asset, pay off the credit card. Now you got points from the credit card. You got the insurance continuing to grow. You got everything from the real estate. You create a trust that's going to build you generational wealth. So with that type of message that's not being spoken, especially in my community, I can't afford to be distracted. Wow, that's the okay. You're going to have the last question because of time. <laughs> but let me ask you though, because we, you know, we married and stuff, you know, and uh, we married now for this year we'll make 19. 19 oh wow! Yeah. I didn't know. I realized it was that long. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. We've been together mm-hmm. for a while, and this was the she's the best decision I ever made. Okay. Uh-huh. Do you believe in love and marriage? And I'll tell you, as far as relationships, this is yeah. this is crazy. Um, I just read something the other day that says when God wants to bless you mm-hmm. and He wants to bring you up to new heights and He and He's ready to excel you, mm-hmm. He will send you a person. Mm-hmm. When an enemy wants to steal, kill, and destroy and take away your vision and take away your purpose, mm-hmm. he will send a person. Mm-hmm. They both sent the person. Mm-hmm. That's why you got to choose your relationships wisely. One of the reasons that you're excelling so yeah. well right now yeah. is that you chose wisely. Another reason, there's been many a great men and great women, but many a great men, I can only speak for men, many a great men who were set to go to new heights. That would destroy because of their choice in choosing the wrong person. So do I believe in love? Do I believe? Absolutely. Do will I get married? Absolutely. One day I will get married. How soon? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> that's the thing. I don't want to. That's up to God. For God, but like, um, you but know, you're when open I when I to a, you open. Oh, absolutely. Like I believe. Like I don't believe just because a relationship didn't go. Sometimes things in life go um, go wrong, so life can go right. Yeah. You know, sometimes we might think there's something for us, but God is saying that, no, I got something better for you. I got something that, that beyond all that you can even ask or think. So who am I to who am I to say what that God's vision for my life isn't right? I know it's right. Mm-hmm. And I believe that it's going to happen. And I believe that the divine timing will come. So. So absolutely. Yes, I do believe in it. And I, I like one of the things that you said, too, which is because um, a lot of times in society, right. in life, we get caught up with certain things. Yeah. And for everyone, it's different. It might be beauty, it might be chemistry, it might be this or that. But what one of the things that I'm hearing you say mm-hmm. is you're all about purpose. Right. And I don't know if you guys saw that movie, Why Did I Get Married? Mm. But in the first one, one of the guys, the tall, mm. uh, dark, bald head guy, basically left his wife mm. for the side chick, the side chick and found out that he was so obsessed with the 20% his wife didn't have mm. that he forgo all of the 80% that she was to now get with this other person right. who was 20% and the girl had nothing mm-hmm. to offer as compared to his wife. So eventually he came back. But one of the things, even when it comes to purpose is having that person that that 80% because Mm -hmm. we can never have a hundred, right? Like that's just not real life, but we can have 80 and that 80 will be enough to 
elevate us and take us to the next level. So for you, someone who has Mm -hmm. achieved a lot, you have generated seven figures. You're probably generating eight now. It's already in the making, right? What do you feel like is that 80%? Yeah. Well, for the first uh, for thing, a high level, I said that. Okay. I set you up I on that one. What is, <laughs> you mean, what is a 20% or what is the 80%? No, no the 80%, the 80% in that person. So right now for this next, I think you kind of... Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, what so, is the 80%? So, yeah, what's, so what's yeah, that so thing now the, for that? Maybe well, somebody's first, praying and fasting, say, God, yeah. maybe this is my husband. So yeah. maybe they well, the, can maybe the first, qualified on the that. The first thing yeah. you have to do is realize what is what is what is your... Uh, what 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 is uh, absolute deal breakers? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like what is an absolute deal breaker? And don't just say like the easy stuff. Oh, they can, mm-hmm. like you think that those are deal breakers, but they may not be deal breakers because you can work through almost anything. Yes, mm-hmm. but you can ask yourself when you go through a problem, how do you two work through those problems? Mm-hmm. Is it with being dismissive? Is it with physical um, altercations? Is it with emotional abuse? Is it with um, gaslighting, lying, tactics? I mean, like, is it with withdrawals, like um, cold shoulders and all of these things that trigger you? And some of the things may not really even trigger you, but you know your triggers. Does this person know your triggers and uses your triggers against you to be to make you emotionally weak because they are attempted to get their way and just manipulate you? How do you fight? Do you fight fair? Because there will be conflicts. Ooh. But when we have the conflicts... Will it be a situation that, yeah, we might decide to split for a second to give me step, give my, let's take some time out. But at the end of the day, are we going to come back together and are we right. going to work it out and, it, and realize that, hey, our purpose is greater than just this petty argument? Or are we going to let that argument escalate to something else and escalate to something else? And are you going to use that vulnerability against that person? So if I come to you. And um, I'm telling you something vulnerable about my life. Was it truly a vulnerable moment for you to listen to me in a vulnerable moment? Or is that going to be used in the next argument? Mm -hmm. Or is that going to be used if we broke up or split up to go around and try to defame my name to everybody because of a vulnerable moment that I told you? Do I is that trust there in relationship? And if you can say that, yeah, we fight. Yeah, sometimes this person gets on my nerves, but this person supports me. Mm-hmm. This person, I know she um, she loves me. I know she respects me. I know that um, we're willing to work on ourselves and do self-development on ourselves. We're willing to do counseling if we need to. Uh, we're willing to, um, this person will go ends of the earth. And I, and I know that this person is is there for me. Like if I got a person like that and this person, even if they can't communicate effectively at first, they're willing to grow so we can learn how to communicate effectively. And you know that the effort is there. And that they're not just trying to be selfish and only and be self-absorbed and only think about themselves. Then in that case, you have to you have to say, well, that's that 80 percent. That's that 80 percent. Yeah, you get on my nerves, but everything else is there. Right. And and um, and I don't just tolerate you, but I love and respect you. Then then that's then that's when you have to say, okay, you know, that's the type of person I would marry. Okay. All right. Woo! That's good. That, that was a lot. Okay. For the That's sake of good. time, because he has another meeting, you know. Hey, if you love this episode, please like, comment, and subscribe. 
Dr. Marvin Mitchell says so much today from mindset, uh, how to do events, marketing, you know, be your own bank, how to arbitrage. Yeah, yes. life insurance. Go to wealthcreationcall.com, yeah, by yeah, the way. Yeah, if you yeah. want to set up an appointment with my company to get your own, yeah, we, become your own bank. We're coming to that. Hey, I'm Uyi Abraham, founder and CEO of Vonza.com. And I'm Faith Abraham, co-founder of Vonza.com. Yes, I we created Vonza. I want to make it so easy, simple for online entrepreneurs, coaches, and creators to run their business online. Because we know how difficult it is to try to run a business online. I have to deal with several tools and try to tie them all together, wasting time and money. Absolutely. And so it just makes sense to have a platform that has everything you need to run Run your business online seamlessly in one place, like your website, your funnels, your online courses, membership community, scheduling, and a lot more things that are really going to help you be the best at what you do. Vonza has made it easy for over 10,000 entrepreneurs to run their business online. So move away from the old and come into the new. Go right now to Vonza.com and get started to running your business online. Remember, Vonza is the best platform to run your business online. Yeah. We'll see you right there. Bonza.com. Bonza.com. This episode is brought to you by Vonza.com, only one platform for your courses, your memberships, your funnels, pretty much gives you 12 tools in one. So move away from the old way of doing business online, which is tying multiple tools together, having multiple people run different things. Use one simple and powerful platform to run your entire business. So before we go, we're going to give Dr. Marvin Mitchell the last word to share. Anything you want to share as a last word and plug in whatever you want to plug because you've given so sure. much powerful stuff today so yeah that's your camera so uh give your last word and plug yeah in whatever um, plug in and where people can find and connect with you yeah the biggest thing that i would tell you is to know your worth there are people who know your worth more than you do they just don't want you to know it because if you knew it you had that power to know your own worth then they don't that person don't think it's insecure that that, that you will still be in their life. So I tell you to do that. And also I'd say, look, we got to get our financial literacy and our mindset up. Like this is this is 2023 as we're recording this. We gotta understand the importance of financial literacy. It's not just about making money, it's about keeping that money, controlling that money. So I'm a big believer in financial literacy. That's why I own a financial company. That's why I teach entrepreneurs how, how they can make and grow their money tax-free and put themselves into a position to earn residual income. So the first step is to get your foundation right. So I believe that life insurance is the key foundation that all of the middle class, rich and wealthy people do in order to get to the next level. Uh, and it's not just any life insurance. You got to properly structure it so you can use it for your life to actually make money, not just waiting until you die. So if you're ready to create your own bank and make your money continue to grow as if you never touched it, then visit wealthcreationcall.com, schedule a time with my team, talk to my, it's some completely complimentary wealthcreationcall.com. We want to make sure that we help you to achieve your goals. That is amazing, guys. I'm also going to drop the link, wealthcreationcall.com, his, his links and social media channels and all his links in the in the comment section and also to on the show notes as well. Dr. Marvin, thank you right. for coming. That was thank amazing. You. What do you think about this episode? Absolute fire. That's it, New Rich Nation. We'll see you in the next episode.